the biggest impact that I have felt through all of this has very little to do with the weight lost or gained or body composition. It's more of the clarity and, and the habits that you develop as a person that, that should have been there all along. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. How do you define success? I think it's fair to say that each of our definitions will vary While we can probably all agree that attaining success will require similar efforts and values around commitment, perseverance, ownership, trust, and certainly discipline. Often when we think of success around dieting, it's invariably related to visual changes, changes in body composition and muscle mass and in scale weight. And while those certainly can be valid, I'd like to challenge you to think a little bit deeper around the intrinsic and the internal changes that have to take place to drive change. If you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Brown and I'm the owner of BSL Nutrition, We are an online nutrition coaching company that helps you change your belief system around what it means to be healthy. And in this conversation with my friend and client, Casey Strunk, we discuss the transformation that he's undergone over the last two years having worked together. While visually significant and remarkable, the depth of transformation that has transpired below the surface is that much more commendable and exactly what I want to share with you today. Before success happens on the surface, it has to happen in the mind. And for Casey, it was simply a matter of acknowledging that he wasn't living up to his potential, deciding to make a change, and then striving to get better every single day. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and don't hesitate to let me know if you'd like to discuss working with us to help you do the same. Casey Strunk, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. What's good, brother? Thanks for having me. I've listened to a number of these and I was I was excited to join you today. So hell yeah, man. Well, I'm excited to have you. And and this is, you know, what we've had clients on the podcast before. It's been quite a while, to be honest with you, but I think it's really important for our listeners to get a kind of firsthand take of the intricacies and ins and outs and and nuances of our coaching program from real world people. Just do me a favor and and share just a little bit about you, kind of your background and how you found us, I guess. Well, Casey Strunk, born and raised here in Phoenix, Arizona, Um, went to Thunderbird High School and then played college golf at Northwestern, came back to Phoenix in 2004 and started working with my father inside the employee benefits business um, that he founded 40 years ago. And so this is my 18th year inside the business. Um, I've got a wife, Teresa, two daughters, uh, four and seven in Rachel and Margaret. And um, I think this is week 112 or 113 that we have been working together. So a little over two years and, you know, really random how, um, how I stumbled across you and, and BSL Nutrition. I feel fortunate that I did, but I, I followed uh, Michelle Viscusi, um on Instagram, the professional shooter for Glock. Uh, you guys are friends and she's here in the, the greater Phoenix area. 
And I think it was the transformation that she had gone through after a recent pregnancy. And it wasn't so much the transformation that resonated with me, um, but more so how she described the process um, and the freedoms that she had to live her life, have freedoms to go out, um, eat what she wanted within certain guidelines, but but strive towards a greater goal. And, and that transformation that she had made was was crazy. And so I reached out to you, I think, um, after seeing her Instagram post, we scheduled sort of a an introductory meeting. And I think I signed up on the spot there for my first six months of coaching. Yeah. And that was all she wrote. So here we are two years, over two years later, and, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the objective results that you've seen. But I really care more about this conversation around sharing the subjective transformation that's happened in your life. I think it's more meaningful, to be fair. Um, I think we can share all of the kind of before and after pictures on social media. And it's, it's nice, like it, it begs attention which is what social media is all about, but it doesn't show the backstory and it doesn't show, like I said, the nuances, the struggles and, and the real aspect of transformation and behavior change. And so that's really what I'm more concerned about sharing in this conversation. I'm curious, Casey, because I'm looking at, you know, this kind of life resume that you sent me about all of your accolades and, you know, playing college golf and you're on the board of a number of different uh, community service committees here in, in local Phoenix area. Um, you're obviously a strong community contributor and involved in so many different areas. What was it about your upbringing that built these types of qualities that you express today? Well, I had really strong leadership in a lot of those areas, specifically from my father. He grew up in Peoria, Illinois, middle of the cornfields in central Illinois, and um, played every sport he could um, to stay busy. He ended up playing football at Northwestern and was drafted by the Dolphins. And he, he said, had a cup of coffee in the NFL with the Dolphins and the Giants. But more so watching him work, build a business give back. And, you know, a lot of that was, was about the fact that um, we are fortunate um, largely as a result of the efforts that, that he put in, but, but people who are in that position need to give back. And that was reinforced when I met my wife, Teresa, eight or nine years ago, we met through um, a charity campaign and um, it was a very important aspect of her life. And so you know, there's seldom been an organization that either of us have, have gotten involved in where we haven't put in the work and ultimately ended up um, leading those organizations just because those are the, the type of uh, driven people that we were in business, um, in our personal lives. And it was it was funny that that didn't translate over to um, diet, nutrition and the way that I <laughs> took care of myself. I think about that a lot. It's interesting. And that kind of begs my next question around what was kind of life like post-college getting into the real world, obviously learning your father's business and building the, the, the skills to start to take over the business, which you guys are in now. Where was your, your mindset around fitness and nutrition? You know, having grown up playing golf and baseball and then gravitated towards golf, I don't know if, if I got the foundation 
that a lot of folks did when it came to strength training, diet, nutrition. Um, you know, I watched my dad hit the gym three or four days a week, my entire life. I mean, he's 70 years old and looks like he's 45 or 50 now and still trains today. Um, but just because that is there, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, that it translates over to you. And so mm. you know, I was kind of a pudgy kid growing up and then I got super lean. And then like a lot of people, when you go to college, um, you get caught up in the social scene there. And I, I very much was, and you start to compartmentalize sort of these different areas of your life. Like I can work hard in this area and then it's okay for me to go just let it rip for three straight days, as long as I'm back Monday morning at 8 a.m. and ready to go in some form or fashion. So I never really developed any positive habits. And even through college, working with one of the best trainers in the, the country, um, even now recognized in the golf world, I just never thought those small daily efforts could add up to anything. It just felt like I was sort of going through the motions and I would never see changes and, and I just wasn't really a believer in that because I, I'd never had a period of time where I'd done it. And so here you are married, starting a family, obviously, you know, running a successful business and what was the impetus and what were you feeling and what was the trigger for you to kind of look in the mirror and say, shit, I, there's, I need to do something about where I'm at right now. Part of it is when you're living your life for other people and instead of just yourself. And so when I was single without a wife or kids, that was one story. And then when I got married uh, and had two beautiful daughters, um, I mean, you start to come to a realization that you have a greater responsibility to show up for them. And I, I remember the conversation very well. I was sitting on uh, the patio of, of my parents' house up in Pine Top after four or five days of eating and drinking on the 4th of July. And I turned to one of my best friends and said, I'm going to make a change. I've hired this coach. I'm starting next week. Um, I just started to be really uncomfortable in the skin that I was in. And just because all these other things in my life were going really well, um, it, it certainly wasn't an excuse to uh, neglect or ignore that portion of my life. Maybe you could describe just a little bit what your lifestyle looked like at that time and then what perhaps some of your concerns were around making such a big commitment. I mean, I don't think it's abnormal for folks' social lives to revolve around eating and drinking. Uh, my wife and I still love dining and drinking today and we enjoy wine. Um, but I would say that you know, on, on the weekends or even weeknights, um, a couple beers, a couple glasses of wine were not um, out of the norm at all. Um, maybe you skip Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday through Sunday, right. um, you're certainly drinking. And then you're going out to dinner. And, and after a long Saturday night out, uh, you look forward to that Sunday brunch when you can have a Bloody Mary and another horrible meal. And so, you know, we, we were living our lives like a lot of people for that sort of short-term gratification. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so then once you started the program, was there a proverbial kick in the nuts as to how things needed to start to shift? And what was your mindset around that? I mean, you do a really good job of holding folks hands and stacking those habits very slowly. You know, the idea of starting to weigh and measure and track calories, steps, sleep. I mean, that was overwhelming at the beginning. 
um, not even restricting, just tracking. Uh, right. So we knew where I was. And so it was really just about getting used to those different levels of accountability for me. And it never felt like all of a sudden I was, I was suffocating um, because there were all these restrictions placed on me. I, I think we were on the same page in terms of, you know, what the next logical steps were in that journey. And I 100% understand the the feelings around the tracking process and it being a completely new skill that you need to develop. But by virtue of doing that, do you recall that there were any like ahas that, um, you know, came to fruition? There's a few major ones. I mean, it's shocking the lack of protein that everyone is consuming on a mm -hmm. daily basis. When I came to the realization that we're supposed to be eating sort of a, a gram of protein for every pound of, of ideal body mass, I mean, I was probably eating between 50 and 80 grams of protein a day. And now we're up at, you know, 180 or 190. And then really just understanding what it was that I was putting in my mouth. I mean, I feel like I've, I've gotten some sort of master's degree in nutrition over the last two years, just even identifying the different types of protein and in the general family of proteins, leaner proteins versus not um, carbohydrates that help you versus sort of just the empty ones, how much fat we should be consuming. So I don't know if there was an aha moment, Ben, um, but the ability to sort of simplify what it is that you're eating on a daily basis and having complete freedom from that point on, um, it's, it's on autopilot now. I don't even have to really right. think about what we're doing. To your credit, you went all in um, because that's the type of person that you are. And you took ownership over the process and said, well, I'll figure it out. And it obviously wasn't always pretty, but you put in the effort and it progressively got better in terms of, you know, the accuracy of the tracking and you taking the time to figure it out. And I know that probably many times when it was perceived as challenging around trying to fit that into your pre-existing lifestyle, your pre-existing social support system. And I'd love to hear more around how as you're adopting this process, Casey, things started to shift. And if they shifted around your weekend behaviors, your evening behaviors, your relationships, both in the house as well as out of the house. I need to give a lot of credit and praise to Teresa. I mean, this is not an easy process right. to accommodate in some regards if a spouse is participating and one is not. And so the way that we had to change sort of our family meals, the way that we shopped, the way that we prepared. We've, we've gone through a lot there. And now, you know, we've got a list of 10 or 12 dinners that we've sort of got on repeat and it's, it's spin the wheel every week. So I'm, that's the way I'm to do it. I'm thankful to her for that. And then, you know, over a period of time, an interesting thing happens with the closer relationships in your life. At first, there's a bit of shock um, when you dramatically cut down on your drinking, when you sort of retract a little bit uh, to focus on yourself and you're not eating out as much or going to as many parties. But over a period of time, if those relationships are, are strong and they're true friendships, you know, they adapt as well. And so I don't, I don't think I've, I've lost a single friendship or relationship 
as a function of this. The nature of them has certainly changed, probably in a more meaningful way, but it's it's something you navigate. And not to go on too much, but even just here at the office, you know, we've got a team of of 12 folks and they know that when carriers are bringing in lunch or, or we're doing a party that I, I'm just simply not going to be eating what they're eating, not in a bad way, um, but it just is what it is. No, I, I applaud that. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, you've seen the shift in the quality of the relationships that you keep, especially being someone who is so socially active and so involved in the community and that you can continue to do so and don't feel like you have to be a hermit say, if, you know, I can't eat out, I can't have any cocktails, I can only eat at home and prep my own food from containers. And I have to weigh and measure every morsel, which who anyone who's who's listens to our show knows that's not what we're about, right? We're about giving you flexibility and freedom and helping you figure out a way to make progress within the context of, of your lifestyle and, and as a, being as aggressive as you want to be. I guess it would be a reasonable time to talk about you know, briefly just kind of touch on the results that you've experienced over the last couple of years. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think when we first started working together, you know, now I'm a, I'm a 40 year old dude. I was 38 at the time. I think I was about 210 pounds. I'm six feet, two inches tall. And so I've had friends look back at pictures and videos, even just of that, that summer a couple of years ago and go, wow, we never thought of you as heavy or overweight. It's amazing sort of what we sweep under the rug in terms of being acceptable. But my body composition was really bad, carried no muscle weight. And over, I think, about six or eight months, um, that initial chunk of time, we went from 210 pounds down to 175 or 177 yep. pounds through covid um, dumbbells at home to start TRX, TRX. in the front yard, um, when it was, you know, hundred degrees out plus in the summer. And then after that sort of initial lean out, we were pretty intentional about trying to put on a little bit of muscle went from, you know, the mid one seventies up to around 190 pounds. A little um, more than that. We got up, we got up to about 197 at one point. Yeah, so maybe a little more fat than muscle at times. <laughs> um, and then we, uh, after gaining what I think we can both agree on was maybe five to seven pounds of, of meaningful lean muscle tissue, um, we've gone back to work and kind of trying to shred that off. And then we'll go back into yeah. another surplus or bulk phase here this fall. So. Right. You know, looking back on it, I guess, what do you feel is... I don't know, the most meaningful aspect of the changes that you've made and perhaps even the most surprising things that have been revealed throughout the process? The biggest impact that I have felt through all of this has very little to do with the weight lost or gained or body composition. It's more of the, the clarity and, and the habits that you develop as a person that, that should have been there all along. And so there's no doubt that I was drinking way too much before. And I'm in a much, much better place now with alcohol consumption and, and how I view alcohol either as a, a coping mechanism or something that's just included in daily life, monitoring the amount of sleep that I get. Um, you know, we're training 
four days a week, five days a week, depending upon the time of year. And the majority of those happen for me from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And, you know, how good I feel getting out of bed at 4.30 and beating the rest of the world to the gym and then being home when my daughters wake up and energized to get them fed and get them off to school and start my day instead of laying in bed until 6.30 or 7, having done nothing. I think all of that has given me, you know, a bit of a mental edge in terms of um, dealing with stress. Um, Stress is something we focused on a lot at the beginning, and I didn't realize how much stress I was carrying around. So the ability to deal with challenges in my life has that capacity has greatly increased. And then just overall drive for excellence has has transferred over to different areas of my life. I, I have more more bandwidth. How has this process really contributed to expanding and or contributing to all of these other areas of your life? Because clearly it's, you know, personally you've thrived and made massive change. Have you seen it permeate over um, into other areas? I don't know if it's luck or not, um, but really, you know, the last two years inside of our business um, have been the best that, that they've ever been. And all I know is that I'm showing up and putting in the work here largely because I'm energized and feel good every day. You know, outside of the office, I, I think uh, I view myself as a leader more so now than ever. I think I've had 12 or 15 friends come to work with you now since I've started the program. Mm -hmm. And so I take satisfaction in that, in that I've shown people that that this is a change that's okay to make. It's a change that can happen and it's a positive change in your life. So to look at these friends that have also gone through these amazing transformations and what it's done for them, I, I take a lot of pride in that. Absolutely. And, and obviously we're so, so appreciative with that said, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't suggest that this is an easy process and it doesn't take a considerable amount of work and effort. And just because, you know, we could work with anybody doesn't mean we're going to work with everybody. And so what I would, I think, appreciate and would love our listeners to know is what have been some of the biggest struggles that you've encountered along the way? You know, when you're mentally accountable and placing some restrictions on yourself, no matter how liberal those restrictions may be, um, you're often better off. And, And we've talked about it. Like if I'm going on a three or four day trip, you know, maybe there's a limit of, of four or five cocktails in that day. The the biggest struggles I have had are those sort of effort moments. Like I deserve this. I'm ready to go. I'm going to let it rip. And it's a really slippery slope in that moment through the rest of the day, the next day that follows, it is easy to get off track. And, you know, I've not been too far off track that many times over the last couple of years, but just holding yourself accountable to the commitment that you have made um, is probably one of the biggest struggles. And that's what I've seen with friends who have either done well or not done so well inside mm-hmm. this program. That's exactly what I you know, wanted to briefly touch on because we, I'd be lying if I said that every single person that you've referred and I'd be lying if I said that every single person that joins our coaching program gets great results. Obviously it doesn't happen and you're not going to find a program where it does. However, there are certain type of people 
that get great results. And, and for those that don't, it doesn't mean they're not a great person. It doesn't mean they're not a hard worker. It doesn't mean they're not a leader. It doesn't mean that they don't want to change. But again, for whatever reason, we see that it you know works well and some people are willing to put in the work and others aren't. For what it's worth, what do you think the biggest differentiator is from what you've seen around not only the results that you've had, your friends that have had great results, and, and frankly, your friends that haven't had great results, what do you think is kind of the limiting factors there? These referrals always seem to come in right after a post of a before or after picture and progress that has been made. And I'm praying. The way social media works, man. Yeah. And, and I'm very grateful um, and, and honestly make those posts because I appreciate everything that we've done together. But people do see that and they think, wow, if, uh, if Casey can do this, this can't be that hard, right? Like that guy never worked out and he overdrank and ate like me. And I see the way that they live their lives. They're still out a lot. This must be something that I can do. And so I've seen people sign up. They've said they want change. They know that they need change, but they are unwilling to make certain changes in behaviors that, that are limiting them. And so, yeah, can you get great results? Of course. Do you have to limit the client dinners and happy hours and brunches and things to that nature to a reasonable number? Yeah, probably that, that would make sense. And some people just aren't willing to do that is what I've seen. A hundred percent. So what I'm hearing is, is that it really comes down to acknowledging your daily behaviors, what you're willing to commit to what you're not willing to commit to and accepting that whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, I still have those internal struggles, you know, everybody wants fun Casey and there's only so much of him to go around at this point in time. Um, I pick and choose those spots very, very closely. And, you know, I think about what it would be like to have multiple happy hours in a week and, and to see people more in that way. But ultimately it just comes back to, you know, I know how good I'm feeling right now, but I also know how much more I want to achieve and I'm unwilling to go backwards at this point in time. Um, I just wish that I would have tapped into some of this potential in my late twenties or early thirties when it was a lot easier to do. So, well, you're here now. And so that's obviously all that matters. And you're sharing that message, which obviously we think is important. And I'd be lying if I said, I don't struggle with the exact same things. Right. And saying I hundred percent question, frankly, every single day, you know, finishing a long work day and cracking a beer or having a great glass of tequila. And sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. And oftentimes when I do, I sleep like shit and I wake up in the morning. I'm like, why did I do that again? And it's just this perpetual learning process that we have to continue to reinforce, which ultimately is what I want people to, to hear and to understand, as opposed to thinking it needs to be this binary you know, black and white, all or nothing, like either I'm all in or I'm all out. One of the last questions I have is um, I'd love to hear uh, just around kind of your relationship with your family and obviously your young daughters who are what, six and four now, and has the dynamic with them, the example that you're setting with them changed at all? I know they're relatively young, but um, what have you seen there? I'm, I'm fortunate in that they are young. And um, I think I made this change at a point in time where they will have little recollection of the person that I was before. 
versus the person that I am now. And, you know, being overweight, being sloppily drunk, not having my priorities straight. Um, those are not good examples for my girls. And now every night when, when I tuck them in and we talk about the next day, the first question they ask is, are you going to the gym in the morning? And, um, will I see you when you get home? And daddy has to worry about his protein and daddy has to worry about his calories. And some people might think that's, that's crazy that my daughters are saying that. I think that ultimately that will create awareness around the type of person that I am and hopefully the type of people that, that they want to be um, as they continue to grow. Not only the type of people they want to be, but the type of people that they want to be with. As one of the things as father of two girls and a little bit older, you know, my girls are 12 and 10. And I'd agree with you 100% is wondering, well, is the fact that I'm measuring and, and weighing my food or Christina measuring and weighing her food is, are we, are we setting our daughters up, for example, by getting them hyper-focused on, on, on food? And the answer is, I don't know. But I do know that letting them go the standard American diet route of not giving a shit one way or the other and feeding them garbage all of the time certainly isn't the route that I want to take. And so God forbid we teach them to take responsibility over their calorie intake while setting a good example of what a healthy body image and exercise behaviors and nutrition habits look like. I mean, that's in my mind, that's the best we can do, but I don't, you know, I don't have the answers there. Yeah. hundred percent. If there's anyone that's on the fence about working with us, um, wh what would you say to them about your experience with the coaching program? I was a person who was ill-equipped in many, many ways to focus on nutrition, focus on strength training, care about body composition. I was not leading a life that lent itself to easily going into this type of program. And I can't speak highly enough about not only you, but, but the entire team that I've gotten to know and get feedback from all the time. I mean, this has been something that is not out of the box. This has been tailored to Casey Strunk, the way that I live my life, the priorities that I have. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, I continue to be grateful to have you on sort of my personal board of directors. Appreciate that brother. And, and I think that the feeling hundred percent is mutual. Um, we're privileged to have the opportunity to work with you and uh, people like you. And for all of those of you listening that uh, might feel like you're in a position where you're ready to make change, you know where to find us. Uh, otherwise, I hope this has been valuable for you, for you to get a taste of the other side of the coin of kind of what the real world looks like. And, and like I said, you can clearly tell Casey is an extraordinary individual. And, and I don't expect everyone to get the same type of results that Casey got, because I don't expect most people to put in the type of effort that Casey does. With that said, it's not unreasonable for you to still get fantastic results, given you're willing to make that type of commitment. And if and when you're ready, we're absolutely here for you. Casey, my friend, thank you very much for your time, energy, effort, wisdom, and knowledge. And uh, we will talk soon. Keep being with you, pal. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. 
three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 